quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I have a guest, Katie, here who has has a parenting question and who is going to give us her thoughts on her own family. And we're going to kind of try to dive in there and give her some ideas. So Katie, welcome to the show and thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. My name is Katie. I'm a mom, full-time mom of three girls. My youngest turned eight recently, and then my middle one just turned 11, and my oldest is 13. I live on the East Coast, and you know, I have a lot of like peaceful ways about me. I love like yoga and meditation and all that. But um, when it comes to my kids, I do like lose control and freak out when I don't want to. Yeah. Well, you're, you're in good company. <laughs> you're in very good company. I um, similarly, I feel, I feel like, like I'm, I'm a calm person, but I too, you know, resort to yelling. That's my go-to. And I think there's a lot of us like that. So let's dive in. Tell us. What happens? What I want to know what you, I think it's interesting what people, what do you feel like in your body when you start to feel like you're going to be dysregulated? Like a kid is defiant. They're telling you no, or whatever it is. What do you start to feel? You know, I feel like I, I'm calm initially. And then, you know, it's just like a trigger. I'm not even quite sure exactly what the trigger is, but I will just then all of a sudden lose it. And it's like, I know I'm being irrational and this is not how I want to be, but it's like, once I get triggered, it's just, I like keep going and then I'm, you know, 
apologize. Yeah. <laughs> After that, a lot of times I'll say, you know, that was, you know, I shouldn't have yelled at you or whatever it was, but um, I just wish that I wouldn't get to that point where I'm triggered. Yeah. Okay. Two things. Do you feel anything physiologically? Does anything like, does your heart start racing? Do you feel red in the face? Do you have heart palpitations or do you start breathing or sweating? Or is there anything you can remember that happens initially? I don't know because I, you know, I, when I'm in it and I'm being calm and like my youngest will be the one who's, you know, still having outbursts, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm being calm. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm being calm. And then, and sometimes I'll get through it and stay calm with her, you know, and then sometimes I won't. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Well, it would be a good study to, to really notice next time you lose it or you're beginning to lose it, to really notice what goes on for you physiologically. Right. And when you notice that thing, for me, I start to feel hot in the chest right away. And I know when I start to feel hot in the chest right away, I need to walk away because I know that I'm already at a place for whatever reason, whatever trigger's been hit, or I'm not resourced enough, or I've said the same thing 17 times, then I know that my response is not going to be a good one. So when I feel hot in the chest, I know I need to walk away. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, like, for example, last night, you know, my middle child was, you know, getting her homework done and taking forever. And it was 830 and, you know, she's at a new school and she has to get up so early. And like, it kills me that she has to like lose sleep to do, you know, tons of homework. So I'm more worried about her and upset about it, not upset with her, but then I'm like trying to get her to finish up, you know, we got to go to bed and you know, I'm doing that for 40 minutes and then it's nine and then I'm panicking because she's not going to get her sleep, which I know is more important. I don't even care about homework. <laughs> yeah. But um, then I'm like yelling at her when like I, you know, not even any, she didn't even do anything, but she's like taking forever and it's, I want to get her sleep. So, and then I, you know, have mom guilt because I'm yelling at this poor child who has tons of homework. Yeah. But it's not your fault. You have the best intentions and the best right. part, right? right? You want her to feel rested. You want her not to have to do all this work. And I think it always comes from a good place, right? Right. We don't have like bad intentions. I I see a lot of parents. I did a podcast recently on rushing and like being late and rushing is, I think a real thing that we dive into, unfortunately. And when we can get a bird's eye view of what's happening better and think, okay, if I rush this child, Am I making things better or worse? And can I allow us to go to bed 15 minutes late? And will that be a better outcome than going to bed on time and, and upset? Yeah. I saw you wrote that somewhere and I was like, I know what is the big deal? You know? Well, what is the big deal? Did did you grow up like that? I did. Probably. I think so. (laughs) I know. I think you said in your note that you don't remember a lot of your, I don't like, I know that like, you know, my parents who I love dearly, you know, my father was a yeller, mm-hmm. but he also like was busy and not around much. And I, but I don't remember like, you know, I don't remember any of that, like affecting me, but I also, you know, I just don't remember. I know that he did yell, you know, and I know that they are both impatient, you know, with my, ch- my children, they love so much, but they're like, okay, 20 minutes and we're done. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely a learned or inherited impatient response for sure. And I think those two go hand in hand sometimes, right? We're impatient and then we yell. Right. Right. And then to to reel it back. And and I like to ask my clients a lot of times, like, 
go journal about that. Yeah. Like, write about like, what are the worst things that are going to happen if we're late? Right. If yeah. we go to bed 15 minutes late, if we arrive at school five minutes, like, like, is it yeah. going to be the end of the world? And are we putting that, you know, anxiety on our kids kind of unknowingly and unraveling that piece can be helpful, I think too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Should we dive in a little bit to the yelling? Do you know particularly what, what? things precipitate the yelling? No, because it's like my, my oldest can like call me a name and it doesn't bother me. And then the next day she calls me the same name and I like had just maybe made food and she didn't want to eat it. And then she called me the name and then I like lose my mind, <laughs> you know, like need- lots of times I'll let things slide and it doesn't bother me. And then the same exact thing, another day I'm like, can't take it. And I wonder if it's all also related to how resourced we are. If we're coming depleted to our parenting on certain days or certain hours or certain whatever, then is it impossible for us to maintain our pool because we're not resourced? Right. Yeah. What else is going on? Yes. I think parenting is a lot of that. Like parenting in a bubble with no other world issues, probably a lot easier. Right. Yes. What do you do to take care of yourself? Um, I try to take like an hour walk every day in nature. Amazing. (laughs) Um, And then I do do other like exercise things, but I try to get that as like my chill, you know, nature time every day. Yeah. What about emotionally, an emotional piece to keep yourself regulated? Um, I mean, I've tried the breathing and, you know, I've tried the meditating and I fall in and out of it very easily. Like I like it, yeah. you know, with the hour walk and the other stuff and the kids, it's like, you know, a lot of, lot of extras, but yeah. I always like it. And I always, I never maintain it. You know, the walk, yeah. I, like, I love so much that it's easy to do. You know what I do like is I think I like guided meditations better because I was listening to a couple So that would be a better like thing to try to get into a groove, you know? Yeah. But it's like, you know, morning's hard, bedtime's hard. So yeah, um, but I do love my walks. That's good. Walks is, I think being in nature is super beneficial for all of us. There's a tool through Hand in Hand Parenting where where I'm certified and the idea is called listening partnerships. And what it is, is that you partner with a parent who is similar to you and parenting, trying to parent in this like more connective way. And you meet once a week on the phone or Zoom or whatever. You connect once a week and you just download. You have your tantrum. You get to say, I asked her 17 times to do her work and she wouldn't. And we were late and I lost it and I can't take it anymore because if we're taking on everybody's feelings and emotions and upsets and all of these things are happening, we need a place to get it out. We can't just bottle it up. It stays yeah. in there. Even right. if you walk every day or meditate every day, right. or yeah. do whatever every day, we still have these feelings inside of us. Yeah. Well, we that's to say that because I did, I did talk to my friend this morning and I told her about last night and then she was like, I did the same thing with my son last night. So, you know, it was like, it we're, we're feels pressure, good, but, <laughs> but it feels like, oh, yeah. somebody sees me. Somebody hears me. Somebody understands me. I'm not alone in this crap. Yeah. And I think that's important to get it out. Yes. Yeah. My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles. 
I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent. And I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt really hard. That's where we were when we started. We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more, how can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in? Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. And now I'm like, duh, you like, I learned this sooner. Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. Do you have any little sort of things that you do to try to keep yourself when you start yelling to try to pull yourself out of it? I really don't. I mean, I've thought about how I'm going to do that before, but once, once I'm in it, it's just so hard. You know, I feel like, like I'm, I either get my way through it or I don't. <laughs> yeah. The train has left the station. Then that's it. Right. We're going all the way through. Right. I know. I never, you know, with my teenager, maybe I do. You know, I can walk away. A lot of times this stuff happens in the car with my younger one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't really walk away, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you what I use and see if you might be able to use it. Okay. First of all, as soon as I feel that... So I notice what the sign for me is the hot Yeah. So as soon as I notice that, I tell myself, take deep breaths, take deep breaths, right. deep breaths. Yeah. It really does work if you are very cognizant of it. If you're intentional about doing something differently, you can change the neural pathway in your mind and do it. So yeah. I just say to myself, deep breathe, deep breathe, deep breathe. And then I start to, because you don't have to respond. And I think that's the the thing right. too. Like we think we have to respond to whatever snarky thing is happening or whatever upset's going on. We right. can just be quiet. And then I say a mantra. This is only feelings. It's right. not going to take me down. So I deep breathe, say the mantra, deep breathe, say the mantra. And I keep doing and saying that. And I don't even actually care what they're doing or saying. I don't even focus on it at all. Because it really is about me. And if I can stay calm, then everything else will just kind of unfold. Right. So I think if you could do that, that might be helpful if you can get to that place. It's just getting there. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want is to be, you know, every time I do get through it, I'm like, oh, why can't I do that more? <laughs> you On can. The other- yeah. But we're also never going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. You but are going like, to blow up. I feel like when I do blow up, I'm like, what? Like, it's just so pointless. And, yeah. You know. But at the same time, I don't think we'll ever live a life where we don't lose it once in a while. Right. Yeah. That's but it's like, I don't, you know, yes, you're right. <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. That's normal to lose it once in a while. Right. That's okay. No one's going to die. Right. Our kids will live. And when we apologize, now we're teaching them repair. Now that we're teaching them that we aren't perfect, they don't have to be perfect. We can live in an imperfect relationship and that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the apology is like, you know, an excuse or a crutch or something. You know what I mean? Like I always apologize when I'm out of line, but then I'm like, I don't know. It just like feels cheap. (laughs) 
I mean, I think it works for them. I think it's doing the part that I need to do for them. So they're not like thinking that they're whatever I yelled at them about, you know, but then I always am like, I just, I just don't feel like it's good enough. Because you're not forgiving yourself. Right. Why aren't you forgiving yourself? Because it's like, you know, so many years now of, you know, once I think once the second child came into play is when the yell started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh God, when is it going to end? <laughs> well, it's not going to end likely. And you're totally human and you've got to forgive yourself and right. say. Until they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Until they're gone or even not even then. Right. I mean, but like, you know, I love them and I, I want them here with me. <laughs> yes. And they will stay there with you. They know right. you. They know you care about yes, them. But I do. think you're not letting it go yourself and forgiving yourself. Yeah. Were your parents hard on you? You know, not really. I feel like I was the last child. So they were kind of like fizzled out by me Mm -hmm. and uh, we were spread out. So we weren't as like on top of each other as my kids are, you know? So I think, and I think it was like, you know, if maybe if my parents were upset, we just like cut it out right away, you know, where, where with me, they know like that I still love them and they don't care. They'll just keep going. Did your parents ever apologize to you? Probably not. I don't remember, but probably not. I I think there's a weird thing that happens when our parents don't apologize. We don't feel as if whatever they did was wrong. And so we take all the culpability, right? Because they never said, oh, I'm sorry, this happened. I yelled, et cetera, et cetera. So we we take it on as our fault. I made my mom mad. I made my dad yell. And so when situations happen that are similar... Now we're taking all the culpability and we have a hard time forgiving ourselves because we weren't forgiven by our parents. We were the fall guy. Right. And so maybe the part of that is what's happening is that you're unable to forgive yourself because somehow you're taking all the culpability and you're not seeing it as just a mistake. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it's on gum fears and I've been, you know, working at it for years, I feel I've tried different things. It's just, you know, it's draining. But you're getting better. You even said so. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think I'm getting better. You're getting better. I think if you forgave yourself a little quicker, right? gave yourself more grace and said, I'm human, I yelled, it's okay, that it would get you out of your guilt loop and shame. I think you're feeling, you know, you're probably taking it more to heart than even they are. Yes, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And that's probably getting you in this loop. And then if you feel bad, then it gets you into a mentally bad spot. And then you're more vulnerable to yell again. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You forgive your sweet self. You're doing hard work over there. (laughs) Thank you. I am. You are. And three girls are not easy. Yeah. They're not. (laughs) They're definitely not easy. What other things do you struggle with that you'd love to discuss? Other, other than yelling? <laughs> yeah, yes. It doesn't have to be. It could be anything. It could be any situation that's been difficult or, or anything. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure we don't want to get into COVID, but that was like a challenging situation, you know, yeah. for me and my kids. And Yeah, that was really hard. That isolation was debilitating. Yeah. And I'm sure you but, had a lot on your plate. I mean, we found a nice community and you know, homeschooled together and everything, but it was, it was a lot of divide and all that. So it was, yeah. 
I think we have a right to mourn that. Yeah. We really do. Our kids and us are all scarred because of it. Yeah. I can't, it's like unreal that that's what we went through. I know. (laughs) I mean, when I think about it, I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. We shut the country down for two years. Are you kidding me? Right. We were at home. I mean, my kids were, they struggled so much. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, I, I feel like we were able to make it work and everything, but it was like just rocky along the way. Of course. Yeah. They say like the incidence of ADHD and the incidence of like all kinds of different disorders and depressions yeah. and anxiety yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's gone crazy. And even not my own family, just sad. Yeah. Really sad. I mean, there's a shortage of um, ADHD medication in the country right now right. because of all of the new cases. Yeah. Crazy. It's really sad. And I think that has put undue pressure on us. And that's another reason we get to forgive ourselves for our transitions. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. Sounds like you're doing great over there. Thank you. Yeah. They're lucky, those little girls. (laughs) They're cute. (laughs) They definitely are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any last anything? Um, no, I'm just happy I found you because I love seeing all your words of wisdom and then I forward it to my husband too. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. He's probably like, who's you the know, lady yeah. on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good though. Cause we don't know what we're doing. And a lot of times, you know, with my teenager, he'll say like, take something away, take something away. I'm like, no, she says we should not. Yeah. <laughs> don't take work. anything away. <laughs> don't take it away. I mean, I think that's the need to reaction. Right? I like that. Right. Yeah. We yes. take it away. Like and then we take it whatever. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. like fix everything. But... I'm loving, I'm loving the tips. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Well, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad you're following along on Instagram. And thanks for everybody who is out there today on the Peace and Parenting podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>